Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's Nun Report. We're going to go through a few things. You know, man, there's some things that are, most things actually I really love about what I do. There are some things I don't, such as having to watch a debate that I had exactly almost zero interest in. I'd say I, on a scale of 1 to 10, I probably had an interest level of uh, 1.5. And most of that was just to watch Vivek mop the floor with everybody else with his intellect like I knew that he would. And he did. He was the only adult on the stage, in my opinion. But that's one of the things I don't like. But, but I got to cover it. That's what you expect. That's what I'm going to bring to you is I'm going to bring to you my analysis, my opinions, and my thoughts on what happened on that so-called debate stage last night. It was, uh, I, I watched Donald Trump's speech as well. I, I, it was a great night, actually. I watched, I watched Donald Trump's speech. It was, it was amazing. He brought up some new stuff, which was cool. And then I watched the debate afterwards and saw what I wanted to see. By the way, I watched the debate on Rumble because Rumble is the place to watch stuff nowadays. In case you haven't heard Rumble.com is a place to be. And if you really want to get to be, you go to rumble.com slash the nun report and you follow my channel and you can check out all the cool stuff that I put up on a daily basis. Truth, freedom, and weirdness, right? That's what the nun report's all about. So, and, and, and long hair too. Don't forget about the hair. The hair is wonderful. People love the hair, except for guys. Guys get jealous of the hair and they start making rude comments and stuff. And then I have to call them out for their hair envy because most of the people that... Most of the dudes that, that comment negatively on my hair don't have any. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is not a hair show. This is not a hair show. This is a this is a about truth, freedom, and weirdness. So anyway, here we go. Here's my short take on the on the debate that happened last night, if you want to call it that. And that is that is this. If I were to look at each of the candidates that were up there, uh, Vivek, articulate adult. He was the only adult on the stage, in my opinion. De Sanctus, insecure short man, definitely, for sure. I don't think he had his platforms on and maybe his makeup wasn't quite right. We're going to talk about that too. Nikki Haley, she's an angry neocon. That's all she is. Man, there's a lot of anger in that woman. I mean, she's kind of spicy and spunky, but she is a warmonger and a massive rhino. Tim Scott, man, he's desperate to be relevant. That's what I thought. Chris Christie. He was up there just to be an asshole. The only reason he's in this race is to be an asshole and to bash Donald Trump because he's still butthurt. He did not get a position in the Trump administration. It's the only reason he's in this race. And Oh, and probably free donuts, right? Mike Pence is the most boring person and most irrelevant person that can possibly exist. It's like watching paint dry. I can't believe he is still even in this race. Yet there he is. Hmm. And then you have the North Dakota governor, whoever that is. He, he's in the race too. But that, so that's my, that's my quick take. That's my quick take. We're going to run through quite a few clips today. We're going to try to bust through that real quick. And I'm going to give you a little bit of everybody because I think that everybody should have a little bit. Well, a little bit of this is a lot because this is a big man. He is, and God, again, the only reason he is in this race is to be an asshole and to try to bash Donald Trump because he is still butthurt. He's got to pull that donut out of his butt or something one of these days because he is, he is still upset that Donald Trump did not, did not include him in his administration back in 2016, and he just can't let it go. Um, 
but he tries to be funny. They, they all, try, they have these lines that they try to get in. This happens in every debate. And so he tried, this is a line he wanted to get in. It was a rehearsed line. It was something he wanted to get in. He thought he was going to be funny. And it just, it came off horribly. Check it out. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on this stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. <laughs> We're going to call you Donald Duck. Good Lord. That's about as serious as he got the entire night. And then, you, of course, you had uh, the adult on the stage, Vivek Ramaswamy, and he had this to say. And, you know, you know, one of the things uh, that I noticed is that every other candidate up there on the stage, Ron DeSantis is, is, is supposedly the front runner in this for the number two's, uh, you know, for second place in this presidential uh, primary for the Republicans. Yet it's interesting to me that every single candidate up there spent all of their time attacking either Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy. They, they didn't go after DeSantis at all. And he's supposedly the front runner. You'd think that all the rest of them would be going after DeSantis, but no, they went after Vivek. And that, that, that tells you something. They're afraid of him. They're afraid of his intellect. They're afraid of his platform. They're afraid that they cannot equal what he is. And I've said this before, before you guys jump the shark here and like, Fonzarelli back in back in the 70s. Maybe it was the 80s. I don't know, whatever it was, man. But uh, I, I am a Donald Trump supporter. I am a 100% MAGA Republican. And at the same time, I can also respect and appreciate what Vivek Ramaswamy brings to the conversation and what he represents for the future of the America First movement. Because MAGA and America First is not Donald Trump. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's you. It's me. And Vivek believes the same way. But here they are trying to drown him out. Check it out. But you know what I did that was different than every other company? We got the hell out of there. And when China. I started my yeah, next right company, you ran Strive, right when, no, years ago, right when I started my next company, Strive, to compete against BlackRock, excuse me, no, no. to compete against BlackRock, I made a commitment that we would never do business in China. And I will say something. Yes. I think you have more than time to explain yeah. your point. Well, if I, I was interrupted by a lot of people here, and I want to be respectful. These moderators were a joke. But I do not believe in these. We're sitting here in the Reagan Library. Yes, I wish you would do that. In honor of Ronald Reagan's library, if I may. Well, from one, Tim, listen, from one admirer of Ronald all, Reagan all to I'm another. From you. one admirer of Reagan to another, Did we cannot do deals with violations of the Constitution. I want to hear about that. I let's have a policy debate. What's going on? Let us have a policy debate. Let's have out their record. Let's have a policy. There's a. There's Tim Scott trying to be relevant and trying to. You know, because he was so quiet in the last debate. So now I'm sure his handlers told him, dude, you need to get up front and say something. So there he is attacking Vivek along with the rest of them. And these moderators were an absolute joke. I don't know what was worse. Were the candidates on the stage or the the moderators that they chose? I don't, I mean, well, the one woman whose uh, primary language is obviously not English that was a moderator. She She's a Democrat operative, man. She's She spent time in the Biden White House, she's in the visitor log visiting Biden. And here she is at Fox News being a moderator for a presidential, a 
Republican presidential debate. And, uh, and her, her questions were just ridiculous. And in fact, all of them were. It, it, was, it was a train wreck from the get-go. It was too rapid fire. It was too rocket fire. They need to get rid of most of those candidates on the stage. There's only two or three worthy candidates that deserve to actually be up there. And I'll tell you who they aren't. They aren't Mr. North Dakota. They aren't Christopher Christie. And they Donut Crispy or whoever the hell he is. They are not. <laughs> that is not, certainly not Mike Pence. And, uh. And, and I, I'm not even sure that that uh, Tim Scott or Nikki Haley belong on that stage. Really, you could bring it down to Ramaswamy and to Sanctus. And, and speaking of Nikki Haley, here she is. Here's the angry woman, Botox Haley. Here she is. Check it Honestly, out. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say hmm. because I can't believe you know, they hear that we've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is so. She, what she's talking about first, she's saying that. She gets dumber every time she listens to Vivek Ramaswamy, which is ironic considering he's a multi-billionaire who is, um, or hundred, excuse me, not billion quite yet, hundred millionaire, <laughs> has had many successful businesses and she hasn't done jack shit. So it's funny that she feels dumber every time, uh, every time that he speaks, maybe because he's so smart that he shows her how dumb she is. Maybe she was just already dumb. And when somebody with the intellect of Vivek interacts with her, it points out how dumb she is. And then she realizes it and she just admitted it right there, right? But uh, what she's talking about is, is that Vivek uses TikTok, a China company that he, he's on there doing things because he's trying to appeal to a younger demographic. And he is, by the way, the younger demographic is really, they're really clicking onto Vivek Ramaswamy. And that's not a bad thing for the Republican Party. In fact, it's a great thing for the Republican Party because we need the youth, right? In order to continue the movement forward. But what the ironic thing is, is that Nikki Haley's daughter spends a lot of time on TikTok, which is funny. So somebody made this meme. I don't know if it was uh, uh, CP3 memes or, or, or somebody else. Uh, maybe there's a watermark on it when I put it up there. But uh, this, was, this was Ron DeSantis with his, you know, like I said, everybody wanted a remark to get out. And this is the one that, that he put out. Check it out. We're not going to let them get away with it anymore. We want to reverse this country's decline. We need to choose law and order over rioting and disorder. We need to choose law and order over rioting and disorder. <laughs> was that his porn smile? Is that what's going on there? I don't know. That, that music was... It's just funny, man. People, they come up with this stuff. I, I love that people are that creative. I'm not I'm not actually that creative. I, I have some opinions. I talk about it on my show. I do a few memes here and there. I have a, I have a, a pretty incredibly genius quote once in a while, but typically they're stupid. People who come up with stuff like that as quickly as they do and they create it, now those are creators. That's why I love bringing their stuff and their content onto this show because it uh, it's just funny. This this was a funny moment too. Nikki Haley, she's standing there like a robot. Um, I think maybe a little bit too much Botox or or the uh, or the drugs were kicking in, one or the other. But uh, this was this was Ron DeSantis getting his his shine off. Come on, Ron. 
know, don't get me wrong, man. Everyone, it, look, dudes, when they're, when they're on camera, when they have lights in front of them, that they put on powder and stuff to stop the sheen and the shine on their face. I probably should. I know that sometimes my face is kind of shiny, of uh, oily skin nature. But man, I'm not going to, come on. I'm not going to sit here in my low budget production and go ahead and put uh, powder on my face. Maybe one day I will. All right, let's get to the start of the show here. Oh, actually, first, you know what? This this was by far an absolute, the most cringeworthy, the most uh, ridiculous moment of the debate when they're treating them like children. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I've watched this several times from several angles, different clips, and here you go, man. Check it out. This is this is just this was this was rock bottom between them. The, I cannot believe that this even they thought this would be funny or this would be relevant or anything else. But check it out. Which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? <laughs> Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. Fifteen <laughs> seconds. Starting now, of the people on the stage, who should be, I'm absolutely serious. With all due respect, I mean, we're here, like, we're happy to debate, but I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Let's talk about the future. Yeah, so the candidates basically overrode, that was, that was, that was two things right there. That was the, the, the absolute worst moment for the moderators. Ridiculous, stupid, childish question. This is a presidential debate. All right, this is not some reality show. And it was also, I think, Ron DeSanctis' best moment where he was the one who spoke up. He was the one who said, hey, this is disrespectful, not just to me, but to everybody else on this stage. My competitors, we're not going to do this. That was a rare glimpse of leadership on a national level that we have not seen from DeSanctis very often. He's shown it at the governorship level, but he hasn't really shown it on the debate stage. He hasn't shown it on his national campaign level. He has all of his hitmen out there on social media making complete fools out of him and his campaign and themselves. But that was a real moment where Ron just said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this, man. This is, you, you want us really vote who's the last one off the island? We're going to write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> Childish, man. And good for you, Ron, for calling that out. And, uh, and he was a leader and everybody followed him in that, in that particular circumstance, everybody followed him. I thought it was actually kind of a cool moment. All right, let's get down to, let's get down to a few things I want to comment on. Uh, I've made no secret of the fact that I'm a fan of Vivek. I plan on voting for Donald Trump, but I also think that Vivek brings a lot to the conversation. No, he has nothing to do with Soros. No, he has nothing to do with WEF. I have an entire show on that. If you want to go watch it, it's episode 273 on rebel.com slash the Nen report. And that is, is there a Soros connection and who is Vivek Ramaswamy? If you want all the factual information with all of the receipts, I did a deep dive and that's where it's at. Episode 273 on rumble.com slash the nun report. Check it out. So I'm not going to go into it here because I know that some of you are thinking, oh, he's a WEF plan. Oh, he's a Soros puppet. You know, you guys should really stop saying that so that you never have to look that foolish again on a public platform. When, when, I, when I see people post stuff like that, it's just, man, <laughs> people... All right, so check this out. This is this is a fake moment. We need a zero-based budgeting. 
That's the way businesses are actually Tax run. Cuts. Start with zero as the baseline for the budget and then see what's actually necessary. There isn't a blue state or a red state in this union that does it. The federal government doesn't do it. But successful companies, including the ones that I've built as a CEO, will do it. Zero base budgeting. What do you have to think about that, Nikki? Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. Because hmm. Okay, well... Interesting. What else do you have to say there, Vivek? Let's hear it. Look, I have a different view on this. I think Trump was an excellent president, but the America first agenda does not belong to one man. It does mm -hmm. not belong to Donald Trump. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, the people of this country. Yes. And the question is, who's going to unite this country and take the America first agenda to the next level? When we rallied behind the cry to make America great again, we did not just hunger for a single man. We hungered for the unapologetic pursuit of excellence. So yes, I will, I will respect off. Donald Trump and his legacy because it's yep. the right thing to do. But we will You're unite this country to take an America first agenda to the next level. And hmm. What do you have to say about that, Nikki? Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. Because I... Because you are dumb. Because you are dumb. That goes back to what I said earlier is, look, the, the America First movement and Make America Great Again, that is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the catalyst for the movement that has become what it has become. But the movement itself is bigger than any one person. The movement is us. The movement are the patriots across this country that want to make America great again, that want to take it back from the extreme commie Democrats, that want to have just two sexes, that want education, reading, writing, arithmetic to be taught in schools. They don't want them to be social indoctrination centers. That's the movement. And it is bigger than one man. Thank you, Donald Trump, for bringing it to us. This was the best moment of the debate I'm going to let this play out. I I feel really strongly about this. And so this is uh this is what I thought was there is no other candidate. First of all, let me say this. There is no other candidate that is saying this as succinctly and definitively as Vivek Ramaswamy. Even Donald J. Trump, when asked about this issue, kind of hymns and haws and tries to play around the edges so he doesn't offend anybody. But Vivek, he calls it out for exactly what it is. I love this. Every single, in fact, I would say if a Republican candidate does not have this as part of their platform and they are very definitive on this point, they're not going to get my vote. Check it out. Have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. 
Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. On parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get past a piece of legislation here. The very people who say that this increases the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk of suicide. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early in this campaign, who are in their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children. And the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical castration okay, under the age of 18. And parents in, in, have absolutely the right. Would you try right. to pass a federal law that says parents, parents should have that Right. We are going to require yes. states absolutely okay. have to then follow that through. We stand to for parental rights. Yes. You, you- and of course, she tries to interrupt him because that doesn't go with the popular system. It is a mental condition. Gender dysphoria is not an actual case of clinical gender dysphoria is practically non-existent. We have a fad. We have people trying to escape reality right now. We have people, we have teenagers that have decided that they can mentally escape by pretending they're something that they're not. And sadly, we have an education system and a mental health system and parents who promote that. So it's a good segue into into the next segment. And, and thank you, Vivek Ramaswamy, for standing firm in your beliefs, for stating the truth that needs to be stated and not being a shy and not being apologetic about it. I encourage you to go check out his website and look at his platform that is extremely well-defined because even if you're not going to vote for him, I plan on voting for Donald Trump myself. His platform is, is great. And it deserves to be part of the discussion. And it is hopeful for the future of the America First movement. Yes, we need Donald Trump in office in 2024. I agree 100%. But you know what? He's not going to live forever and he's only going to get four years. Then what? I don't see another single person out there, Republican, Libertarian, anywhere close to having a true America First platform other than Vivek Ramaswamy. Don't be short-sighted. Don't be short-sighted and don't be closed-minded. Those are the two things I would say. All right, there was an unfortunate issue that happened in a school down in the uh, the, the Tigard. Let me see if I can say this right. Uh, Tigard Tuilatin School District down in, down in Oregon. And I say down in Oregon because I'm in Washington. So to me, that would be down in Oregon. And... Uh, for some of you, you might be over in Oregon, or if you're in California, you might be up in Oregon. But anyway, you get it. It's in it's in freaking Oregon. Man, that just blew like 30 seconds right there. Um, anyway, so this this uh, transgender student, and, and this was obviously a setup. They knew this was going to happen. The, the students did. Uh, this Probably a known bully in the school would be my guess. And they decided they were going to film this this girl getting uh, getting beat up by this 
by this by this boy, a, a a male who is pretending to be a female. And this is, I mean, this is what future mass shooters look like, I think. I'm going to warn you guys, if you haven't seen this clip yet, it, it's, it's, it's disturbing. It's violent. But sometimes I think things like this need to be seen so that we know what's going on. Again, this was a setup. This was a transgender male pretending to be a girl who attacks an actual girl in this hallway at school. Check it out. Here's the reverse angle. Again, that's a male beating up on a girl. There's a boy, a mentally disturbed boy, beating up on a girl. Well, it turns out Riley Gaines. Leave it to her because she champions this movement. She dug up this. The same student attacking two other girls at a middle school in Oregon. The school board should be sued into oblivion for failure to protect their students time and time again. Every single member of the Tiger Tool School District is responsible. Trans violence is violence. So it turns out that this, uh, this dude pretending to be a chick, it's not the first time he's beat up on a girl. See, because while that recent incident was at high school, this was back in middle school, same school district. Same dude. So this guy gets off on beating up girls. There are obviously issues here, right? And, and I, I think that it needs to be brought to people's attention, don't you? I think that maybe if you're watching this and if you find that abhorrent, if you find the fact that a male, a boy, can is allowed to sit there and beat up on girls in a public school setting where things should be safe, not just once, not just two, but three victims that we know of. If you think that's abhorrent like I do, you can call them. Riley Gaines published the number. I'm sharing it out to you. You can reach the school district, 503-431-5100. And demand accountability and justice for the young girls who were brutally attacked in these videos at this school district down in the state of Oregon.
Again, 503-431-5100. Call as many times as you like and get it out there because this needs to be gotten out. This this person, this male pretending who's fucked in the head, pretending to be a female, needs to uh, needs to be taken out of the school district. Should probably be in a inpatient care facility for mental health. If this is what he does, is going around beating up girls while he's pretending to be one. Anyway, thank you, Riley Gaines, for bringing that information out to uh, to everybody because it's uh, it's it's what you do, and I'm happy to share it. Proud to share it, in fact. So moving on to to uh, uh, this would be uh, you could define this probably as the weirdest moment of the show, truth, freedom, and weirdness. That's what the Nun Report is all about. And I try to bring a little bit of weirdness to every show because, well, what's what's life without weirdness, man? Uh, you got to have it. And I hope I'm I'm hope I'm pronouncing it right. But uh, uh, the the Kansas City Chief uh, Travis Kelsey, I think, or Kelt, anyone. I don't, I don't watch the NFL much anymore ever since they went woke. So I, I, I used to be a diehard fan, man. You would catch me. I would be sitting there every every Sunday, Thursday night. I would be, uh, and Monday night, I'd be watching football. I'd be parking my butt in front of the TV with, with some cold ones and watching football. Not anymore. That was a waste of time, man. I don't even do it anymore. I won't waste my time or spend my money on that garbage. But I do find this an interesting story, and that is uh, – so Travis, uh, you can't miss some of it, right? Travis uh, Kelsey or Kelk um, and Taylor Swift are dating apparently, and they have a little romance going on. Well, you know, every I mean, the big joke is, and it's to a large extent true, is that every boyfriend of of Taylor Swift is her next album, right? And the break, the the the, the relationship, and the breakup, and the heartbreak, and all that. I mean, it's very formulaic what she's done. I'm not knocking it in the sense that she has made a shit ton of money doing it. And whatever she's doing is working. And don't stop because, man, I would not. If I had if I had a meal ticket like that, I'd be punching it just as often as I could. So anyway, but she's, she's dating this football player. And uh, uh, producer uh, uh, Adler did this real quick. Mock, and this is a real rough cut, but I'm going to go ahead and play it, man, because I just think it's hilarious, and I hope that you do too. This is a his his version of what what Taylor Swift's song is going to be once she breaks up with this uh, Kansas City Chief. Check it out. I hope you find it as funny as I did. All right, so Adler, I know that you have written a song. Tell us about this song and set up what we should expect. All right, here we go. It's the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey breakup song. It wasn't serious, it was just a crush Now I wanted safety, you wanted a touchdown Thought you'd get a first down But you came up short now I usually date skinny hipster guys But I was hypnotized by your meaty thighs And you'll never get a copy of my house key Cause you're not a red zone threat like Gronkowski (laughs) That's game, I won I will not give birth to your very large son Cause I guarantee you will regret fumbling me I could buy the Kansas City Chiefs 
That's the that's the chorus. <laughs> you got benched, if you know what I mean. I break more hearts than the COVID vaccine. X's and O's, O's and X's. Does JJ Watt still play for Texas? Texas, Texas, Texas. That's game. I won. I will not give birth to your very large son, cause I guarantee you will regret fumbling me. Cause I could buy the Kansas City Chiefs. The ball was in your court. Oops, now I'm mixing metaphors. You two-hand touched my heart, but the whistle blew and it was a false start when you scared me off with your protein farts. So I think you and I should just be friends because unlike you, I'm not just too tight and that's game. I won. I will not give birth to your 12-pound son. That's game. I won. I will not give birth to your meathead son cause I guarantee you will regret fumbling me cause I could buy the Kansas City Chiefs so easily it's pocket change for me I'm like the treasury I print my own money my cat's litter box has diamonds in it Olivia's tootin' on diamonds, oh yeah. Cause I could buy the Kansas City Shades. <laughs> bravo, bravo. And of course, there are those that uh, that like to, that they just can't have fun. They just can't take a joke. I was watching, um, or I was checking out a, a thread with this, this was on, and somebody commented, "Well, she's only worth seven hundred million. The, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are four point six billion dollar franchise, or something like that." Dude, come on, have fun. It's funny. Relax. It's a joke. Sometimes America just needs to lighten the hell up, right? And, and I think this is one of those times. That's why I played it. That's why I chose it as my weirdness section. And we have a bonus part of our weirdness. You know the the, the 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 saying so easy a caveman can do it. You know Fetterman, he's in there in the Senate doing God knows what, um, but he's there anyway. I'm glad we have people this mature in our Senate, representative the United States of America and its citizens. I'm glad that we have a guy who can show up looking like caveman in a coming from the gym in his hoodies and his shorts. He thought it would be funny to deliver uh, some Bud Light to Representative Comer's office. I, I don't... Uh, what is wrong with this guy? And he sent... So the box says, uh, to Rep. Comer and his squad, a profile in courage can make a guy thirsty. Congratulations, this bud's for you. Hugs and kisses, John Fetterman. Oh, you're so funny and so fucking childish. A senator. And then he tweeted, this morning I directed my staff to deliver a gift to congratulate and salute Representative Comer and his Team America squad as they embark on their historic impeachment inquiry. God, you know, that, that was one of the 
big mistakes that Donald Trump made. You know, that, that race is interesting. Uh, they had a guy in there who was going to be a shoe in uh, from for a Republican. He went through a breakup with his wife. There was a lot of uh, dirty laundry that was going to get aired. And so he, he bailed. Enter uh, Oz, Dr. Oz, whatever the hell you want to call him. And Trump went all in with that guy. Big mistake. That guy was that guy was horrible. All right, a couple more things here, and then we're going to bail for the day. Uh, did did you hear, by the way, that Commander, the dog, the Biden's dog, Commander, a couple of years old, that he's now bitten somebody again for the eleventh time. This dog has been in the White House for a little bit over a year because there was another one before that that also bit people. So they got rid of him, and then they got this one in. And this one is also biting people. In a little over a year, it's bitten 11, 11 people that we know of. It could be possibly more. And this is this is just ridiculous. President Joe Biden's younger dog, Commander, bit another U.S. Secret Service agent at the White House Monday evening, CNN has learned. The 11th known biting incident involving the two-year-old German Shepherd. Yesterday around 8 p.m., a Secret Service uniformed division police officer came in contact with a first family pet and was bitten. The officer was treated by medical personnel on complex. The injury, the injured officer with Secret Services Uniform Division, Chief Alfonso M. Dyson Sr., Chief Alfonso M. Dyson Sr., that's a mouthful, on Tuesday and is, and is doing okay. Commander has been involved in at least 11 biting incidents at the White House and in Delaware, according to CNN reporting and the U.S. Secret Service email correspondence, including November 22, 22 incident where an officer was hospitalized after the dog clamped down on their arms and thighs. So bit the same dude, like er, officer on uh, arms and thighs had to go in the hospital. White House officials said in July that Biden's were working through, they're working through new training and leashing protocols for, for the family pet following the incident. Obviously it's not working. Your protocols are not working. Uh, <laughs> 11 times a hospital. If it, a regular citizen had an animal that had attacked 11 people, putting one into the hospital, do you think they would still have that dog or do you think it would have been taken away and put down by animal control? See, but the elite live by a different set of rules, right? I have two German shepherds. This, this story hits a little bit home. This person, th th these Biden worthless pieces of shit occupying the greatest house in this nation have no business owning a dog like this. German shepherd dogs are, they are extremely intelligent. They can be reactive. They need good training. They need a relationship with their owner or handler the relationship is extremely important because they will trust you and follow your direction. If you, if you bring them upright and if you train them right, and if you make them part of your family, they will follow you and protect you to the ends of the earth. I love my dogs. Again, they're both German shepherds, pure. And when I see this, I feel really bad for the dog. Not even the people that the dog has bitten, and certainly not for Swiss cheese for brains, Joe Biden. I feel bad for the dog.
because he's not even given a chance. The, the, the dog has been brought into a situation, massive distractions everywhere, lots of different people probably handling it because you know that the, I mean, the president and the first lady, they're certainly not handling it. They don't have the time for that. They're doing, you know, presidential and first lady things. So who's taking care of the dog? It's like having a kid and then and then uh, getting a nanny because you don't have time for the kid and then somehow the kid turns out rotten and you wonder why. Same thing. And I'm sad. Anyway, that's my update on the the situation at the White House with with uh, with Commander. Speaking of the situation at the White House, they're 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 done with Joe Biden. The Democrat Party, the deep state, the media, the message is out that the slow purge of Biden has begun. And, and, and I've talked about this before. I've been saying it forever. I mean, I'm going to say it again, though. <laughs> and that is that uh, they're done with him. He will not be the nominee. He will not be the Democrat nominee for the 2024 presidential election. They do not want him to be. It doesn't matter what he says. He just hasn't got the, the memo yet, but it's coming. And either he's going to step down as running for president, citing some, maybe a health issue, maybe a family issue. Maybe he just decides, hey, I just want to retire, enjoy my last few years on this, on this uh, globe. Or, or they're going to let the Republicans go down the road with this impeachment and put him out of office. It's my prediction. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But they keep marching him out, and he keeps doing stupid shit like this. Oh, I didn't see you all up there. Whoa. Don't jump. Don't jump. <laughs> Don't jump. Don't jump. <laughs> For the freaking 1,897th time that he's ever told that joke, in his career. <laughs> Dude, it's not funny anymore. You're funny. And not ha-ha. Not ha-ha. Somebody please help uh, send me a message and let me know what he's saying here. In Europe, the NATO meeting, I sat down. It was in February, uh, January after being elected. Yeah, January. The late January, early February. What, 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 what was it? When was I elected? Was it, was it January? Was it February? I, I'm searching my mind. Searching my mind. I don't know. This, this man is suffering dementia. This is, this is not funny anymore. It, it's not even... Um... <sighs> anyway, let me give a shout out to a couple of locals here. Uh, let me tell you something. People ask me all the time, Dan, Dan, how do we change the? How do we change what's going on here? How do we? You, well, what we do is we get more people in Congress, like Matt Gates, and we have one here in Washington State. Now, he 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 needs to be in the House. He needs to be back in Washington D.C. as part of the America First movement. He needs to be alongside the the caucus and 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 Matt Gates. He's not part of it, obviously, but um, but he needs to be back there. This guy is a true America first patriot, and that's Joe Kent. He's running for the third district here in Washington State. And even if you're not in Washington State, I'm not, they don't know I'm doing this. 
I am not part of the campaign. I There's no official affiliation here. I'm putting this out here voluntarily to say that if you want to increase the America First presence in Congress, if you want to help make America great again, Joe Kent for Congress.com. He's running in Washington State. We need to get him into Washington, D.C. Because he will, I mean, this guy, man, uh, trust me, just check him out. Go to his website. His whole platform is there. But if you, if you have been watching me at all and you, and you watch the show and you believe in what I'm doing and what I'm saying, I'm telling you that Joe Kent is the real deal. And he needs to be in Congress. I encourage you to donate. I encourage you, even if it's just five bucks, even if it's just buying a yard sign, even if it's just buying a sweatshirt or a hat or whatever it is, any merchandise, or just you know, send him five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, doesn't matter. He, he lost, this is his second time running, he lost the position last time around by less than 1%. Just under 1% was the, was the difference. And a commie got into Congress. So what we need to do is make sure, and he's close, man. He's, he's going to win, man. We got we to gotta push this guy over the edge. Give him a few bucks. Even if you're not in Washington State, even if you're not in his district, JoeCampForCongress.com. Another person we got up here in Washington State is Semi Bird. I've had him on the show a couple of times. Wonderful, amazing person. And honest and sincere. Both these guys also, by the way, are veterans. Not just veterans, but special operators. So they know what it's like to put their life on the line. They know what it's like to serve their country. They know what it's like to be... Someplace maybe you don't want to be, but you were directed to be there. And they know also the political side of it and how off-base a lot of that was. Anyway, up here in Washington State, we have Semi Bird running for governor. We haven't had a Republican governor in 38 years. 38 years, think of that. And it's showing. <laughs> Just look at Seattle, man. Seattle looks like shit. And uh, like a lot of you know Democrat cities that are in Democrat states around the country. So anyway, uh, Semi Bird, that's birdforgovernor.com. And I would encourage you also to support his campaign. So if, if you're in a position to do so, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, not, I'm not soliciting, you know, for these guys to people who, you know, can't afford to. We're all having our challenges and our issues. But if you're into supporting America First candidates, those are two options right there that I highly recommend that come close to home and that I appreciate because we need to get rid of this. We need to get rid of the fact that since Joe Biden has been in office, gas prices are up 44%, airline tickets 33%, used cars 23%, hotels 23%, suits up 22%, even the cheap suits, all right? Bacon is up 18%, man, that kills me because I love my bacon. Orange is up 17%, tires 16%, furniture 15%, milk 15%, coffee 14%, deliveries, which a lot of people are doing a lot more of because we were forced to during COVID, 14%, bread is up 14%, baby food 13%, soup 13%, cereal 12%, eggs 10 and dry cleaning to clean that suit that cost you 22% more than it used to, to clean it is going to cost you an additional 10%. Anyway, those are some fun facts and some fun realities on the economy and Bidenomics, if you ever want to think about that and definitely do think about it when you go out to vote. Anyway, thanks for watching. Hey, if, if you've just been listening on 
one of the podcast stations or on uh, renegaderio.com. Make sure you check me out uh, on rumble.com slash the nun report because you're going to see all the cool videos that I put up. You're going to see my, my t-shirt collection. You're going to see this amazing flowing golden hair that I have. And so I would highly recommend going to rumble.com slash the nun report and, and, and go ahead and watch some of the videos, man. All my stuff is up uh, over 300 of them now. I can't even believe it. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. And also Twitter because my original account got nuked. So it's now at Nun Report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. That makes it pretty easy, right? Why don't I just say that? <laughs> One of these days, maybe I will. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever. In your favor. Cheers.